This is the Hot Metal Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Sully, founder of Snapper Studio, a brand strategy and visual design studio in the heart of Newcastle, Australia. And I'm on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and confidence in what you're selling. From thoughtful, empowering brand strategies to defining powerful visual stories, I'll arm you with bite-sized branding tools to help you grow your brand and leave your own unique mark. Welcome back to the podcast. We are here. It's week three and we still haven't dropped the beat yet. I am here today. We're going to talk a little bit about intentional alignment. So intentional alignment of brands. And to do this, the first thing I want to do is just go back over my career and give you a little bit of a background on that so that you can see, okay, this is where that part of the knowledge came from and we'll kind of, yeah, build on that. So everything that I've done, little steps here and there, I've made some uh, steps that have been the wrong wrong decision, um, but that's all been intentional to give me the knowledge that then leads my current business, Snapper Studio, to help people and solve problems. First up, I spent four years uh, working in a creative design studio for a publishing company. Now, we designed books that were unusually big, um, talking limited edition 40 kilo books that were for companies and brands like Manchester United, Ferrari, Arsenal Football Club, uh, Major League Baseball. We were going to do one for Maradona. I don't know if that ended up getting published. We did one that was for uh, The Queen. I spent two years working on that. Learned so much about the process of, you know, um, putting together a book, uh, the branding of it, the kind of, yeah, everything, every little step in between. So that was really critical to learning that side of things. I then moved into a role with a marketing for a university. Now, this was back in the UK and I spent two two years or so before we left the country working across major advertising campaigns and yeah controlling every all the little aspects of the brand and developing it into what it was back then before I left and we'd kind of successfully yeah shifted the positioning and the view of the university from from being a mediocre sort of university to sort of approaching like being one of the top universities in the country. And that is no small feat to do with a team of trying to think there was probably 20 marketing people, but and then there was like seven, seven or eight designers and a photographer and a videography team. So there was, it was pretty substantial in terms of what we could do. Which takes us to, uh, I guess, early 2015 when I left that role. We moved to New Zealand and I spent a year freelancing around Auckland and working across a huge range of branding projects. 
there were a couple of little freelance roles that I I worked in that directly related to the experience that I ended up trying to create for customers. And whilst they were they were negative experiences, the learning experience I got from it was completely positive because it, it taught me actually how I wanted to prepare things and communicate with my clients. So that is a little, yeah, I guess alignment for me to how I wanted to then build my brand values and make a emotional connection to my customers. And yeah, we went from there. So it's been, it was really important to go through those experiences. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about how you can align your brand over time. If I was to start talking about Pepsi or Coke or McDonald's and KFC, instantly you're making a judgment about the brand and me looking at aligning this in the podcast, whether it's correct or not. But either way, you're forming an opinion. Now, this is a really important point because that emotional connection is what's going to drive people's views. Now, those views are turned into reputation. Reputation is what we're all, as brand designers and building brand awareness, uh, everyone is trying to build a better reputation. Going back to Coke, they have kind of ruled the roost of the advertising space, even to the point where Pepsi don't necessarily try to compete with them in the same way. An interesting thing here was they did a blind tasting of Pepsi and Coke. People seem to prefer Pepsi. When they were told about which drink they preferred, people seemed to love Coke more. And they think it was aligning with the fact that people preferred the brand experience of Coke. When they have, you know, that experience of getting in a, in a in the bottle and you go, open it all up and pour it out. It's a hot day, whatever. It's, you know, it's not my thing, but people love it. And that psychological association with that emotional bond to the drink and long-term loyal customers made this, you know, has affected the brand in a huge, huge way. Now, how do you do that when they're spending like six billion every year on marketing? So how do people with a small budget do that? Well, you need to you need to get into the heart and soul of the brand and build a brand that tells the truth and stands for authenticity and originality without diminishing your yeah your values and this is what we're going to talk about today so it's the values mission vision for your long-term sort of plan and how you can create a similar effect just without spending six billion dollars first we need to look at brands that have 
getting it all wrong in your in your opinion yeah we're gonna get all negative and you know make our list of all the bad brands think of brands that you perceive in a negative way as a result of bad press so yeah you can list as many as you want um but on the piece of paper you need to write down brands with poor values so brands that whose values you don't think align with yours obviously if you were a gym owner you are going to be putting some of those fast food chains um you are going to be putting um yeah people things that just completely don't align next up you're going to look at brands with a bad rap so brands that friends family or whoever have told you has been a really bad experience and it's something you've gone oh not i'm not gonna go there we've all got them next up you want to write down brands with uh bad press that have kind of negatively affected your views this is yeah a brand you may or may not know the backstory of but you're aware that there's a general consensus that everyone's like nah i'm not using that anymore i'm not going there finally it's a uh a bad experience or a poor experience so this is someone that's given you shocking service or un- completely under delivered on a promise or someone that you feel like you've been ripped off by okay enough with the negativity i've got a plant over in the corner that's just flopping around it's all sad and weepy let's move on to something really positive i want you to think about some uh, really positive testimonials. They don't have to be word for word. You can just literally, they can just be a couple of words here and there and think about positive things that people have said about you. Which ones do you want people to say more of? What do you hope people are saying about your brand? You can kind of, yeah, focus on that. And then once you've done that, it's really good to verbalize reasons why people speak highly about you and and your brand they don't have to be completely formulated uh they are just yeah kind of picking out bits and pieces that you would like to be thought about so that's a really important one why is this all interlinked well that emotional connection and finding out of the the uh, values that you don't align with actually help you write the values that you do align with haha <laughs> now we are ready to dive into brand values brand values are your core values your non-negotiables and your boundaries they're not there to tie your hands behind your back they're aspirational and give you space to grow they provide structure to your brand so that you don't wander off track but they're also super useful for helping you create content and i'm going to try and give you a couple of examples along the way of how you can do that First, you're going to need to gather all the people around you, all your leadership team, staff, partners, business coaches, dogs. I, it, you know, as long as if they can talk, they can have input. And I want you to brainstorm, <laughs> see what I did there, um, words and phrases that you happily associate with your business. 
get your Sharpie out, put on some music and scribble down anything that you feel is relevant. Just a, a quick dive into brand values that I have. This will make it, uh, this will kind of help you understand the, the depth you need to go into as well. I'm always hands on. I want to be an integral part of your team and understand your business so that I can give you exactly what you need. So yeah, if you're a restaurant, I will come in and chop up your onions. When I fully understand your customer's experience and the way that your business works, I can offer the best solutions to fit your needs. Ingenuity over normality. So individualized designs and original conceptual thinking that shapes my world and my thinking. So that is, that's just two. I'm not going to run through them all because you don't need to know the rest of them. But there you can see that they go into good depth. From there, we can see how we can start to create content. So I'm always hands on that when you're then looking at it, there's a million ways to show that you're hands on with somebody's business because every business that you work with is completely uh, works in completely different ways. And there's different ways that you can show that to your customers. Obviously, there's loads of ways to say to show ingenuity over normality. That's another way of just being able to say, hey, look, come and see this concept. Uh, check out these mood boards. This is this is the way my brain's thinking. Yeah, obviously from there, that's they're easy. They're, you know, they're two really simple things that I can use as content creators that can still keep things on brand. Um, and we've just got to find those bits for you. Unfortunately, Google can't tell you absolutely everything. And there's a list of things you can kind of, yeah, a little exercise you can work through that will help you find them. Something along the lines of asking your team, what do you value most as a company and what does your company stand for? Next, I would then suggest doing things like speaking to customers, actually Customers are probably the most useful resource that you can have. Asking them things like, why do you choose our products and services instead of competitors? And what do you think we do well? will give you some really great insight into what you do well. Um, and you can start building from there. Then, as we mentioned earlier, you've got all those negative experiences of um, you know, what think of, think of, you know, bad experiences people have with a competitor, you know, how did that experience make you feel? How does it make your customers feel? What can you do to ensure that you don't deliver that experience to your customers? Reflect on things you're already doing so like we had in the previous episode we talked about the feels finder and reflecting on how you're already communicating with customers and whether you can do anything better you know is it is it something you can you can go out of your way to make sure that things are delivered earlier do people value 
timeliness? Are they looking for more natural ingredients if they're manufacturing skincare? Yeah, are they? Are they? Do they? What do they? What do they value? And what are they? You know, what do they want to see reflected in your brand? Then finally, take a look at brands you love as well. And now this is a really useful one. Like I love the way that certain brands like Apple, they just tick all the right boxes. And I think most designers would say this. And do you know what? It's not even a designer thing. I just think most of the population at bar, uh, Stoic, Windows and Samsung users would love the way that Apple, the products make you feel. It's that status you get from using their products, from everything from that experience, from unboxing to reviewing the final product. You know, their core values are, you know, super strong. How do you actually write brand values? You need to make them actionable. Your core values are not just words that sit on a piece of paper or your website. If you want your employees to live by these values, you need to document them so they prompt action. Words like diversity or innovation aren't enough. You need to use words like respect, strive and recognize instead. Make them memorable as well. Employees are more likely to act on brand values when they're easy to remember. This is why you only plan out to three to five and they're just short statements. They're not, they're not long. Make them unique to your brand as well. Every single company is unique and they should reflect what makes you special. Draw them directly from your why and use language that falls in line with your voice and tone to help differentiate you. Make them specific. Don't leave room out for vagueness or interpretation. Your values should be short and straight to the point. Make them meaningful. Words have power when they're authentic. Don't just choose adjectives that sound good. Make sure they're deep in meaning for you and your business and make them accessible. Your values must be easy for employees, partners and customers to find. I'd stick them on your about us page and definitely involve them in your brand guidelines this is you know yeah this is like branding 101 just put them in a central place that everyone can access and live print them on a big sign and stick them up on your on your office window (laughs) Woo! you are still here now we just need to define a mission and vision they're like Little mini statements of what your goals and objectives are for your business. Some people see these as a little bit antiquated concepts that are just a little bit old school, but I still see so much value in them. Uh, So it's really important to have clear statements that provide direction and clarity for where you're heading, especially if you're unifying uh, a growing or uninspired team now that is obviously yes if your if your business's culture is a little bit out of out of whack and you are struggling to inspire people to do amazing work every day i would get them involved in 
writing these statements and what do they want to see and where do they think the brand direction should go? A mission statement, that is more about what your company actually does. So it's short and concise. It's specific to what you offer and how you're different or better than the rest. Vision statements are a little bit more outlining what a company wants to be in the future. It's like a a source of inspiration and motivation. And that, obviously, motivation, you're going to start motivating your uninspired team. Describing not just the future of the brand, but the future of the industry or the society that your brand wants to change. One thing for me that's always had a, uh, it's always stuck with me has been the impact that designers can have on uh, environmental effects and how we kind of, yeah, we choose printing materials and inks. If you are going for like a carbon negative uh, thing, you can, you can use things like algae ink these days that is carbon negative. So it's, I'm, I'm not sure the, you know, absolute scientific background of it, but yeah, that is obviously something you can do. And if you're looking at making those changes, they are the big things that are shifting and what society wants to see change. And if you're a brand that can help adjust that, like a company like who gives a crap and how they, you know, they provide 50% of their profits go towards, you know, making toilets and you know improving conditions in third world countries. That is an incredible, incredible thing. And that is what the essence of a vision statement is. Next up, this is the last thing I'm going to talk about today. A brand promise tells everyone what the customer experience should feel like. As a few examples that will reinforce your existing perceptions of that company. You have to be really careful with a brand promise because if customers know a brand promise is completely empty and full of rubbish, they'll, they're going to see a disconnect between the message and the customer experience. So again, we go back to that reputation at the start. For success, it needs to be two things actionable and measurable the secret is to limit yourself to something simple to achieve which is dynamic apple i think there this is more this is like a cross between a tagline and a brand promise but think different this is you know this is contentious like i said people see this as a tagline but for me apple can absolutely pull this one off so to think differently, it's their guarantee to create products based on seeing products differently and their promise to inspire their customers to create differently. It's actionable. It's what they promise to do and measurable. It's what the customers get from it. McDonald's, simple, easy enjoyment. McDonald's kept it simple without over committing to what they can do to ensure that they can actually deliver what they what they promise so they are delivering simple easy enjoyment nike's a really good one to mention to bring inspiration and innovation to 
every athlete, asterisk, in the world. So they asterisked athlete as they then put a little strap line in the, the bombs to say, if you have a body, you're an athlete. This is great. It's actionable and measurable and inclusive as well. So they're not they're not trying to, you know, it's they're thinking about their diverse um their di- diverse customer base. Today's was a chunky one. We covered the emotional connection between your brand and your audience. Then reflected on uh the yeah, your brand's reputation and how to build it in a positive light by looking at brands that have got it all wrong. Third, we looked at your brand's values and how you can discover them. Fourth, uh, looked at your mission and vision statements and how we can kind of yeah work on generating those. And finally, we looked at brand promises. And that is everything for today. I will see you next week when we are going to be back talking all about target markets.